welcome to Wellness Your Way. I'm your host, Megan Lyons, and I've helped thousands of people find their own way to wellness. Wellness Your Way is an extension of that work, aimed to help you find your unique path to feeling your very best. Each week, we'll go through tactical strategies you can use to improve your health, happiness, and quality of life. So grab a mug of tea or lace up your walking shoes. We're about to dive in. Hello, my friends, and welcome back to Wellness Your Way. We are in for episode 38 today, and it's another good one. We are almost into the second half of the year, believe it or not, so it's time to think about your health goals and where you might have lost sight of them. And if you have, you're not alone, it's okay, I'm going to help you get back on track today. We'll cover six tips to get back on track with your health goals, a healthy granola option, a study about mental health and diet, and so much more. Let's dive in. In today's health news you can use, I've got an interesting new study about mental health, diet, and lifestyle. This comes out of Binghamton University, and it was published in the Journal of Personalized Medicine in May 2021. They studied 2,000 what they called mature individuals, which I almost did not cover this study because of that, because they referred to mature as over 30, and I kind of bristled as I read that, but it's okay. I'm happy to be thought of as mature. Uh, so over two, or not over, exactly, 2,000 mature individuals, and they came out with several interesting findings. First, that healthy eating and exercise were both statistically significantly associated with better mental well-being. So what does this mean? Healthy eating and exercise reduce your risk of all kinds of mental health conditions. We're thinking anxiety, depression, everything throughout that spectrum, all kinds of mental health um, conditions and lack of well-being were associated with um, uh, less healthy eating and less exercise. So we want more healthy eating, we want more exercise. Specifically within the healthy eating category, fruits and dark leafy green vegetables were the highest correlation with increased mental health. So fruits and dark leafy green vegetables, that is kale and arugula and spinach and broccoli and all of that kind of stuff, that has the highest correlation with increased mental health. So that's all the first finding. The second finding was uh, a group of things that were associated with mental distress. So mental distress, we don't want. These things that were associated with that are fast food, skipping breakfast, high caffeine, and high glycemic foods. These are basically high sugar foods, foods that spike your blood sugar high. So all of those things, fast food, skipping breakfast, high caffeine, and high glycemic foods were associated with mental distress. Interesting. The third finding was that women were more susceptible to the negative effects of diet than men were. So even though fast food, for example, impacted both groups negatively, the detrimental effect was worse in women, which kind of stinks, but it just is what it is. Knowledge is always power. So now that we know this, it's just more ammo to avoid that fast food and fuel our body with dark leafy green vegetables and things like that. And then last, they did find, the study researchers did find that exercising 
counterbalance the negative effects of these things, fast food, et cetera, for all people. So I guess this means that if you're going to eat fast food, at least be a regular exerciser. I mean, that is something. I'll take the trade-off. But really, it's just more motivation that the things you're working on, more whole foods, more veggies, less sugar, moderate exercise and movement, these things are not only making you feel better now, but they're protecting your mental health. So keep it up. Keep on going. I will link to the study in the show notes for you to check out. In Megan Recommends today, I am recommending a food that I almost never recommend. It's granola. And we used to think of granola as a health food. It was even a a term to say, oh, she's so granola or he's so granola. But granola, at least the traditional type of granola, is not a health food. Most granola is loaded with sugar. And even if you get like a lower sugar option, it's honestly just too dense, too calorically dense for most people. The average granola has about 200 calories for a one-third cup serving, and one-third cup is really small. No one eats one-third cup of granola in their bowl and has that for breakfast. Even if you poured like a small bowl of granola, like one cup, that's very small. You'd still have 600 calories before you even add milk or anything else, and you have very little protein. And I very strongly recommend starting your day with adequate protein for blood sugar stability um, and reduction of cravings, all kinds of things help are helped when you eat protein in the morning. So you have this high-calorie, small breakfast without protein in most traditional granolas, and that's why I don't love it. So my recommendation today is for pro-granola. This is a brand of granola or a type of granola made by Julian Bakery. Now, let me say right off the bat, this is very crunchy. So if you don't like crunch, you won't like this. This is not like a soft and chewy granola. You definitely crunch through it, uh, which honestly I like. I will use a sprinkle of granola as a topping for my nightly protein milkshake or if I'm having some coconut yogurt or something like that. I'll use like a sprinkle on top. I'm very unlikely, even with this healthy one, to just like pour a bowl of granola and have that as a meal. Uh, But that said, I appreciate the crunch. I'm using it for crunch primarily. It's also not that sweet, which is kind of the point because we want to reduce added sugar, but it's very high in protein for granola and very high in fiber. In fact, the first ingredient in the granola is egg whites, uh, which are basically pure protein. They have pumpkin and flax and chia and sesame seeds for healthy fats. There is some cinnamon and some organic vanilla for flavor. They have some added fiber, some monk fruit for sweetness, uh, healthy sweetness, and even added probiotics. So If you've heard the episode on probiotics, you'll know that those are beneficial and they've added probiotics in this granola. So because of this high fiber and probiotic content, it can upset your stomach if you eat several servings at a time. So start small, but I hope if you are a granola lover that you'll check out Pro Granola. I will put a link in the show notes. All right, it's time for the veggies of the matter, and we will get you back on track with your health goals. 
As the world starts to open up, socialization and travel are starting to come back into our lives and summer beach trips are right around the corner and life just magically keeps on getting busier. I'm finding myself with tons of new one-to-one clients in my office or actually my virtual office, which is now the majority of my time. And what they're overwhelmingly saying is like, ugh, I just can't seem to get back on track with my health goals. So maybe like you, they started 2020 with all kinds of ambitions and goals. We all know what happened then. And then some people used 2020 as a catalyst to take control of their health, and they really did well. But we know those people are more rare, unfortunately. I have mentioned before that the American Psychological Association says that 61% of adults gained weight during the pandemic, and the average weight gain among those people was 29 pounds. And the, the association didn't share stats on exercise and vegetable intake and alcohol intake and emotional health and all these other metrics that I think are honestly even more important than the scale. But I think based on that 29-pound number, it's safe to say we have some getting back on track to do. So that was 2020. Then even in 2021, a lot of people had these rose-colored glasses assuming January 1st would just bring health and abundance and ease and fun and joy, but it's still been a little bit of a slog of a year, and there are still new challenges. In fact, as we're opening back up, there are even more new challenges. So if you're having trouble yourself getting back on the proverbial horse, I have several tips for you today to get back on track with your health goals. And even if you are, if you happen to be feeling great right now, you didn't get back off or you didn't get off track, that's amazing. First of all, bravo to you. I applaud you. Um, and you have clearly worked on your consistency and your habit building before the pandemic hit. So that's amazing. But even if that's the case, listen up and take note because you know what? Life always happens. Life will always get in the way of our best laid plans. We will get off track, every single one of us. And that's okay. I honestly believe that the real victory is not in never getting off track because I think that's unrealistic. Life is just not perfect. We are not robots. We will get off track. But the real victory is in shortening the time and effort it takes to recommit to your goals. Let me say that again. The real victory is in shortening the time and effort it takes to recommit to your goals. See, when I used to get off track, I would beat myself up, chastise myself, say I was a failure, say that I am going to start again Monday and I'm going to be perfect. And then something happened and I promised myself I'd restart the first of the month instead of Monday. I'm going to really restart on January 1st. You know, maybe it was July and I tried again in August, I tried again in September, and then I eventually just said January 1st, whatever. That that constant cycle of falling off and restarting and, and really having to get up the momentum and the gumption to restart, that's miserable. Now, right now, of course, I do things that aren't perfectly aligned with my health goals. I eat too much sugar one afternoon or... I burn myself out with work and I don't live in that grateful emotional state that I aim for daily. Maybe I'll skip a workout or 
Maybe I'll do too many workouts or maybe I'll overeat the chips or drink too much coffee or whatever. I do these things too. But it might appear to you on the outside that I am just like super consistent 100% of the time. And the reason that is, is because I have shortened the time and effort it takes to recommit to my goals. I have shortened the time and effort it takes to recommit to my goals. So when I realize I'm slipping a bit, I just commit right then to the goal. No beating myself up, no second guessing what happened, no chastising myself, no I'm going to start again next week, no thought behind it, just right then recommitting to the goal at hand and making it easier for myself to recommit than to deal with that mental ping pong of back and forth, back and forth, should I do this, should I do that? It's not even a judgmental thing, honestly. It's not a, ugh, you failure, you have to recommit again, I can't believe you did this. It's just an observation. I like to say, oh, interesting to myself. Oh, interesting, I missed the mark here. Let's figure out what happened. Let's make sure it doesn't happen the next hour, the next day, the next week. Let me set myself up for success so I can feel better mentally and physically. It's just an observation and just an immediate recommitment. And that feels way more pleasant than the battle of let me start again on January 1st. And also, it leads you so much closer to your goals. It leads you so much closer to your goals because you don't pendulum swing. You don't have that dramatic recommitment and then fall off the wagon and all of that kind of stuff. So I promise you, the key to success here is shortening the time and effort it takes to recommit to your goals. So how do you actually do that? How do you get back on track when you feel like you've strayed from your goals? I have six steps that I will share with you today. The first step is to acknowledge the situation and release the guilt. Acknowledge the situation and release the guilt. Because what's done is done. You cannot change the fact that whatever happened happened. So there's no use in belaboring the point. Just acknowledge that things didn't go according to the plan. Don't try to ignore it or don't try to, you know, not admit it to yourself or blame it on something or someone else. Just release any guilt that might arise when you think about this. You're not a bad person because you had too much chocolate. You are not incapable of achieving your goals because you skipped one workout. You just hit a speed bump. So do not let that speed bump become a roadblock by indulging in your guilty feelings. Consciously decide to let them go. You know, as this relates to the pandemic, this affected us all in very different ways. And it's safe to say none of us planned for it, but it's also safe to say that none of us can change the past. So just acknowledge what happened and release the guilt. It is as simple as that. It's not easy, but it's as simple as that. Just like you say, I forgive someone, I forgive you to someone else, forgive yourself. Release that guilt, make a conscious decision to let it go. Step number two is to reflect upon what got you off track so you can learn. Honestly, I embrace failure. It still gives me a little rise. I don't love failure naturally, but as soon as I check myself, I realize that I'm learning from it and I embrace that. I remind myself that there's no such thing as real failure unless I don't learn the lesson from whatever went astray. So each time I miss a goal or I get off track, I just spend a few moments reflecting on what happened. Maybe you drove through Chick-fil-A because you hadn't done your food prep and you worked later than you anticipated. Well, great. The lesson learned is that 
having some homemade meal options in the freezer or some healthier TV dinners or whatever would benefit you, that you know sometimes you're going to get into a pinch. Awesome. You learned. Maybe you skipped your workout because work got too crazy. Great. Lesson learned that maybe morning workouts might serve your busy schedule more. Whatever it is, you can learn a lesson. And we can all hope, we do all hope, that we won't have a similar situation to last year. But we will have times where life doesn't go as planned. That's just life. So learn from these situations what you can do to better prepare yourself for these times. What can you learn about the tendencies you fall into when we get into stressful or uncomfortable situations, we fall back on our tendencies and sometimes they're healthy tendencies and sometimes they're not. But if you reflect on what got you off track, you can learn. Step number three is to remember your why. Hopefully you had a deep-rooted reason behind your goal in the first place. And this why is what helps us stay motivated when times get tough and helps us refocus on not just what we have to do to get the goal, but the way we will feel when we achieve it. And if your why is worth fighting for, then you won't let a speed bump get in your way. Right now, after the pandemic, your why is even more critical than ever. And you might have forgotten it because, frankly, we all had different concerns last year. So you might have let your why slip out of the forefront of your mind, and that's okay. But I need you to re-grasp that feeling, that reason why you're truly passionate about pushing towards your goals. Find something that will light a fire under you every day. Find something that makes you smile. Find something that makes you want to work for it. And remind yourself of that reason every single day. You can work hard when the goal is worth working for. So remember your why, step number three. Step number four is to take small action right away. So maybe you made a commitment that you would exercise every day and then you skipped a day. You snoozed your alarm, whatever. As soon as you realize that, do something small. It might just be two push-ups or it might be 10 squats or whatever. Is two push-ups a full workout? No, I'm not going to sit here and say, I'm standing actually, I'm not going to stand here and say that to you. This is not meant to revolutionize your fitness, but it's meant as a representation of your commitment to yourself. And just getting rid of that, I'll start tomorrow, I'll start Monday, I'll start January 1st, that spirals us downward. So don't start tomorrow, restart today, even if it's in a small form. I literally want you right now as you're listening to this to determine what you can do today to move the needle in the right direction. Maybe that is opening your Instacart and putting some frozen vegetables in there. Maybe that's doing those two push-ups I mentioned. Maybe it's going to refill your water glass. Maybe it's taking five deep breaths. Maybe it's scheduling a workout for tomorrow. Whatever it is, you can do something today. Don't let that. I'll start tomorrow feeling get you, take small action right away. Step number five is to amend your goal and to create a new action plan. So we're halfway through the year. Maybe your goal just realistically isn't going to happen. That's okay. But I don't want you to call it off altogether. Calling off a goal because it's not going to happen perfectly only leaves you right back where you started, which is at the beginning. So I would rather you amend your goal and just get inspired and motivated about the new goal. Maybe your original goal was to 
train for a marathon and you realize that you're just not going to make it happen this year, that's okay. Maybe you can still train for a half marathon. Or maybe your goal was to uh, cook every single one of your meals, 21 meals a week, and you haven't started cooking. Well, cool. Maybe you just amend the goal and say, I'm going to cook every lunch by the end of the year. Uh, And that gives you something to work up towards. Whatever it is, having a goal that is not quite as lofty as your original goal is far better than just throwing up your hands and admitting defeat. You still have a lifetime ahead of you to work on these goals, so don't give up now. Next week is going to mark the start of the second half of the year. It is the perfect time to make a new plan, the perfect time to make take some action. Last step, step number six, is to truly believe that you can achieve this amended goal. You know, so often what throws us off can be just a simple lack of belief in ourselves and our abilities to reach our goals. So before re-engaging in your goal, I just want you to ensure that you genuinely believe in your ability to reach it. This self-belief is so critical to your success. Your beliefs create your actions, which create your future. Your beliefs create your actions, which create your future. And you must act in alignment with who you want to become in order to see the results you want to see. Ooh, I'm throwing down some quotes today. You must act in alignment with who you want to become in order to see the results you want to see. So you've got to believe that you're capable of acting this way. It starts with you. It starts with you having the courage to go dream big dreams for yourself and to believe in yourself enough to trust that you will make these dreams happen. No one else can believe in you until you believe in yourself. So start there. Forget what's in the past. Don't get hung up on your failures. Don't get hung up on your missteps. Believe that your future is beautiful and abundant and wonderful and amazing. And let's go make it happen. It's time for listener Q&A. First question comes from Michelle. She says, I see all the veggies you prep for snacks each week on Instagram. Do you just eat them plain? Can I dip them in hummus or guacamole? So yes, of course, Michelle. In fact, if you do dip them in guacamole, guacamole, I was going to say guacus and hummamole or something like that. If you do dip them in hummus or guacamole, um, you get two additional benefits. The first is satiety. So vegetables have a lot of fiber, which is good. It does keep us full initially, but healthy fat and Protein keep us full for a longer period of time, particularly healthy fat. Um, So both of those, hummus and guacamole, will have some healthy fat. They'll keep you fuller for longer. Also for nutrient absorption, vitamins A, D, E, and K are what's called fat-soluble vitamins. So those actually require some fat to be absorbed properly. And uh, you will get more nutrients when you eat your veggies with hummus or guacamole. So... I don't include them in the pictures that I put on Instagram because I don't make them most of the time. Sometimes you'll see me make my own hummus and then that will be in the picture. But the picture isn't everything that I eat for the week. The picture is just what I make. So I will always eat extra snacks or uh, my nightly protein milkshake or I'll have some meals that are not from my food prep, things like that. I only include in the picture what I prep on Sundays And usually I buy my hummus or guacamole. So my two favorite 
hummuses, hummai, I like to say, uh, don't know what the real word is, are the Simple Truth, the Kroger brand organic original hummus, and then the Lantana carrot sriracha hummus is great. And then I like those holy guacamole, mini cups of guacamole. That's great for portion control or on the go. And then I love the Simple Truth cauliflower dip in cilantro jalapeno, which tastes like ranch, but it's made of cauliflower and almonds and apple cider vinegar and some other healthy foods. So short answer is yes, dip them. I just, depending on what your goals are, I do recommend portion controlling that dip because it truly can add up even if it's healthy, um, a healthy dip. Second question comes from Shelby. She says, what is the best supplement to reduce inflammation and bloating? Uh, so for inflammation, hands down, it's turmeric, which I will link in the show notes. It is the most potent anti-inflammatory. I've had clients with previously broken bones or pulled hamstrings or injuries or whatever say that it works better than Advil. Um, and I honestly take half dose every single day. So a dose of the one that I use is two capsules. I take one capsule every single day just to reduce inflammation because I do some pretty tough workouts. And then if I have a particularly tough workout, I'll take two capsules. I really do find it helps with soreness and fatigue and recovery and all of that. So for inflammation, hands down, it's turmeric. For bloating, it really depends on what is causing the bloating. So I will link to episode 25 in the show notes where I talk all about the different types of bloating and how to deal with them. And I think that episode will help you out. Thank you as always for the questions. Here's your call to action, my friends. It is to think about one goal, one area where you feel like you've gotten off track. Now, don't judge yourself. We've all been there. It's okay. Remember, acknowledge and move on is step one. But I particularly want you to focus on tip number four to determine one action you can take today. Today, right now, within the next five hours, I want you to be able to take this small action. Remember the two push-ups. It doesn't have to be giant. Just commit to taking one small action today. Thanks again for listening to another episode of Wellness Your Way. I will be back in your earbuds next week. Can't wait. Thanks for listening to another episode of Wellness Your Way with Megan Lyons. I always love connecting with listeners, so be sure to follow me on social media. And don't forget to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts so you don't miss brand new episodes each week. If you love Wellness Your Way, please leave us a rating and review. I appreciate it so much. Stay well, and I'll be back next week. The Wellness Your Way podcast is provided for information only and should not be misconstrued as medical advice. Please consult with your physician or otherwise qualified practitioner on any matters regarding your health and well-being or on any opinions expressed within this podcast or the LionShare website.